Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It is another action-packed episode. Myself, Doug, I'm here to host as usual with James, with Tyler. James, sorry about your Giants yesterday, bud. Uh, yep, yep, it, that hurt, man. Yeah, but I was good. happy that we made it as so, far as we made it. For sure. With, not a, with, not a good weekend coach for New York football teams. The Buffalo Bills have also been eliminated. Can we say that Josh Allen is not a big game quarterback? Is that is that a thing? Uh, not yet. Not quite yet. I, I think the play calling was subpar today. Sus, and, it was, and it was snowing big time, but Joe Burrow they're, just... They're the Buffalo Bills. You can't Joe, excuse snow. Joe Burrow is stepping up in a whole nother way. He's like just, he's He's, so he's elevating himself right. for and sure. that's a good and that's a good segue because we're going to talk a little bit about joe burrow today i'm sure uh you know today's episode we are going to redraft the 2020 2021 and 2022 rookie classes non-super flex super flex would be very interesting but we're going to do non-super flex because we realize that yeah we have listeners that don't do super flex as well um so that's going to be a lot of fun so we're going to do that today before we do that couple of things We're going to go over our beautiful sponsor once again. It's Manscaped. Guys, if you're looking to maybe get a little luckier than normal, or if you're looking to just feel fresh and, you know, the new year just came and maybe your new year's resolution was to just, you know, have a a healthy, tidier area, then Manscaped has got you. They've got a trimmer. It's wireless. It's waterproof. It's got a light on it. You can use it in any environment, whether you're camping, you're in the shower, you could shave your, your dog with it. You could shave you could shave your dog with it. You could do you could shave all sorts of things or with it. Your dog. Yes. As long as it's your dog. Yes, don't shave other people's dogs. That'd be weird. Uh but yeah, it's got the nose and ear trimmer. So if you're old like me and you're starting to get those, I, I tend to manscape my my nose hair sometimes while I'm driving. It drives my wife crazy. She's like, What are you doing? I'm like, I got a hair. I just gotta get it. But now I don't need to do that because I can just go and take care of it. Easy peasy. So make sure you check out Manscaped. And not only that, when you use code DHH, you're going to get 20% off. You're also going to get all the things to cleanse your area. You want to smell good. You want to feel moisturized. It's dry, it's dry skin season, boys. I don't know if – I'm not going to go there. You can moisturize your area with all the cropping of the cleansers. It's awesome. Just a great, great product. I use mine every single week. I trim my beard with it. I trim my other beard oh. with it. It's, it's just a beautiful product. So Manscaped dot com code dhh to save 20 percent today today we do have some news james i just want to give you a special shout out for throwing together a solid solid show sheet today very much appreciated there's a lot of things going on in the nfl as you know we're going to be down to the four remaining teams in the nfl playoffs after this evening and in that game yesterday adam schefter reported that patrick mahomes was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain after the chiefs won 27 to 20 over the jaggy wires um high ankle sprains are no joke i assume that jones (laughs) he missed a few weeks i assume mahomes is going to be out there right like it's afc championship but if the Bengals can get after him could be a bit of a problem 
Mm. I mean, uh, even Mahomes, a one-legged Mahomes is probably better than twenty of the quarterbacks in this league. James, so, what do you think? Okay, yeah, go ahead. I, I think I think you're you're right, and I think it may open the door for the Bengals to have a second Super Bowl run. I, Very well, could I was just the reaction. Mahomes was begging to go back out there, and then I was thinking, I'm like, Mac Jones had the same injury. And he was screaming, like, saving Private Riven. Like, like, he was screaming out there, begging for somebody to help him, Riven in pain. It just shows the pain tolerance people have and the difference that people have. But I, I kind of chuckled a little let's bit. Let's get real. They, they, he was Listen, mad. I was he was mad. He was so sore. He didn't, get, he didn't go right back into the game, and he was already pissed off. What they did yeah. at halftime, they took him in, in the back in the locker room, poured some ketchup on it, all right, smeared it over, taped it up, and sent him back out, and he was fine. Some catch like, up with a torn. He's going mix. to be okay. Yes, it's like it's a, meat, a high ankle sprain, but like obviously, if, if he was able to <laughs> uh, catch up and tore it all, please catch catch up. Probably please. look like a meatloaf with how swollen that thing probably was. Probably, but the, the point is that he obviously is going to rehab it all week long. I, I think yeah, he's going be to be fine. okay. But he is going to be slower. It takes away the rushing aspect. And of he does Mahomes use his game. mobility sneakily. Yes. Yeah. So that, that'll be interesting to see. I mean, that's more of a real life football than a fantasy football thing. He'll be fine by next season. I'm, you know, that's not going to be a problem. Um, the great news out of there was that CEH was not activated. Yeah. For that yeah. game. That's that was that was news to my ears because I have yeah. no shares. Uh, I think I only have one left. I, I sold the rest of them for first round picks last year, which was awesome. Uh, NFL Network's Ian reports the Cowboys would consider using the franchise tag on Tony Pollard, who left this game that's going on right now with a high ankle sprain. It's high ankle sprain weekend. Uh, Tony Pollard's going to be a free agent in the spring. He's coming off a breakout season. He rushed for over 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns on 193 attempts. I believe he finished as an RB1 uh, this year for the Cowboys. Uh, Here's the thing. If I'm the Cowboys... Am I going to tie up that much money at the running back position? And why wouldn't you just draft Gibbs? Yeah. Like in yeah. the first round, like if he's there, you just draft Gibbs, let Pollard walk and call it a day. Right. I, and I, also Malik Davis has he's shown he he could do something in the passing game. He's not Tony Pollard ask, but like you said, Doug, they made the mistake once in giving all that money to Zeke. I don't think they're going to make it happen again. I don't even think they'll take him. But man, I don't think they're going to tie in years with Tony yeah. Pollard. I mean, the tag number is probably not crazy, but it's probably more probably than like I'd be willing to pay 10, a second running back. Eight yeah. to ten or so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a running back, and this class, uh, like, it's so deep. It's it's so deep, and Put there's that so ass many to sleep. There's so many players that can catch the ball in space and have explosiveness. So Tony Pollard is a nice player, but as we know, they're a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and since they have so much money wrapped up in Zeke, we, you just mentioned that. Like, why would you spend more money at the running back position up front like that? That doesn't make sense. You you got lucky with Tony Pollard. He was a late round pick. Get lucky again and recycle. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. I like that. I like that a lot. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports a trade is a very real scenario for Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers this offseason. He's taking some time off, probably doing an ayahuasca retreat or something like that to figure He's out his future cleanse. right now. Oh, yeah. Cleanse. yeah I, you know, I could care less if Aaron Rodgers retired tomorrow. I wouldn't care. Like, I just do not like Aaron Rodgers as a person. I think he's a bit of a Delta Bravo. So, you know, if he comes back, cool. I don't, if he gets traded, though, I think the Packers take a massive dead cap hit this coming year. So I, I don't know. 
I don't see it. Who do they re- do they replace him with Jordan Love? I, I think they're probably going to commit to Rodgers. That's what makes the most sense. So I think there's I don't I think there's a little bit of smoke here, but I don't think there's fire. I don't think Rodgers goes anywhere. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I I sadly agree because I want to see what Jordan Love has as somebody who thinks he could be a good quarterback in this league. Him and Christian Watson would be really fun together because mm-hmm. what people don't realize is Jordan Love has a really good arm. And we saw that in the combine, but it's kind of forgotten because it's been four years, which Aaron Rodgers had to wait four years. 84 years. And, you know, Rodgers Ro- had to wait so many years behind Favre. And people are like, okay, what the hell's going on? Why don't they trade Rodgers or something? Then kind of Favre fell off. We're kind of seeing the same thing. And Packers have been kind of smart about this when we all think they're dumb. So, as a Vikings fan, painfully, this could be just a refresh and then another 15, 17 years of another good quarterback coming in. Or they're going to recycle Rodgers and be like, oh, we'll give him one more year, which they usually don't do. They're usually pretty smart about that, but we'll see. I would like to get, see him get traded. Joe Namath said that he would uh, unretire number 12 for Aaron Rodgers to come to the Jets. And I like that for those weapons because I think Elijah Moore would be very good with that. Brees Hall would catch a ton of balls. It'd be in an that upgrade backfield. for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a Garrett major Wilson upgrade. wide receiver one. And let's De- Denzel Mitt. Well, let's see Aaron Rodgers. Don't go that far. Let's see Aaron Rodgers in that New York oh style like reporting. Let, let, let's see him behind all those people and see how how things go. How's your family, Aaron? <laughs> I don't know if, uh, he, if he makes that move. I mean, they would have to pay him that money. That's a lot of money. Like, what is that? Like thirty-two million a year? They've got money. Yeah, I mean, teams, teams have done. I mean, Carson Wentz got traded, and Matt Ryan Throw got traded on untradeable they, they contracts. What? Don't they have two? The Jets? They had two. I think they had two last, last year. They had, they had three, three last, last year. year. <laughs> yeah, I think they only have one this year. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's pick number twelve or thirteen. So, anywho, yeah, so this is news for Aaron Rod- uh, for Aaron Rodgers. And another quarterback I'd like to see go away, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports free agent Tom Brady isn't expected to resign with the Bucks. I saw his press conference. It looks like he was saying goodbye, which is fine. You know, where does he end up? Does he end up as a, a Las Vegas Raider? Does he end up as a Tennessee Titan? I can see that. Does he end up back in New England? Please, God, I hope not. I don't want the reunion tour to see the same Tom Brady I saw in 2019 when he was throwing passes into the dirt because he was all mad. Whatever, I'm moved on. So Tom Brady, yeah, I, I assume he'll probably come back and play. You know, his his wife Giselle isn't at home giving him shit for not playing for playing. So I think he'll probably just play until the wheels fall off. Brady looked good at times, but also not so great. He needs a sandwich. Let's maybe Brady honest. goes. Maybe yeah. Brady goes to New York. That mean that makes the most sense. Brady to the Jets. Oh yeah, my Brady God. to the Jets. Yes, and and honestly, that'd be that'd be. Joe Namath will not unretire twelve for Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> but but let's be honest. Like Brady's transformation, like when he was in his mid thirties to late thirties, you're like, okay, he's still Tom Brady. I don't know what happened, but he had some work done that he his, just needs to reverse. His face is like sunken in. He's looking skeletal. Yes, and and his diet, like maybe it worked in your thirties. Maybe you need to change it up again. Like. Start eating some cheese. Get some fat on those bones because maybe he's just getting old. That, I mean, he is forty-five years old. Yeah, he's yeah. forty-five. He'll be forty-six. Holy crap! Like Joe Montana. He's even was, older than I am, guys. Joe Montana was how old? Like forty-nine. Didn't no, he, he play? He with, played for the 49ers, but he wasn't forty-nine. <laughs> he, played, he played. How old was he when he played with the Chiefs? Though I he swear, his, was, I think he was in his. I think he was like forty-one, forty-two, maybe. Okay. 
So I swear there was a player that was like 49 years old that played. That was probably like Morton Anderson or Gary. Yeah, Anderson. kickers for sure. Yeah, I think um, Tom Brady's the fifth oldest NFL player of all time, and I don't think there's any. I think the four in front of him. I looked this like up actually recently. 1940s. I think three of them are kickers, and one was a defensive player. I think, or an offensive lineman, something. It was weird because I was like, I've never heard of this guy, and he had played in the league for like, you know, when they had years. no helmets, probably, and nobody cared. Tom Brady, yeah. Jason Peters, turned forty in January, and Andy Lee, the punter for Arizona. Uh, oh, John sorry. John Harbaugh said Rashad Bateman will be ready to run soon at full speed. Bateman's yes. season ended in early November. Liz Frank injuries are not easy to bounce back from. We've seen it in years past with Des Bryant, Julian Edelman have been a couple of notable receivers coming off of Liz, Liz Frank injuries, but Travis Etienne successfully did it last season. And Bateman seems likely to be ready for training camp in 2023. Rashad Bateman has been one of my players that I've been trying to acquire. Um, while the stock is down, there's question marks at the quarterback position. We don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to be back next year. I assume he'll just be, He'll just be franchised at this point if they don't get a long-term deal. Although a lot of people don't like how he approached the playoffs. Was he really hurt? Was he not? There was some, you know, a lot of different comments out there from different Ravens players. So that could be an ugly situation. But Bateman, one of the more talented rookies in last year's class, in 21's class. And uh, I like Bateman quite a bit. He started off the season strong with some explosive plays, which he wasn't really known for coming out of college. Um, but I think Bateman is a great, player that you want to run out and try to acquire James. What do you think about trying to go and get Bateman and what would you give up for him? Um, Late first. I'll still give up a late first for, for Rashad Bateman. I believe in Rashad Bateman. In this class, hundred percent. So this class you're looking at, uh, I, I sent you guys a, a, a maybe text. the one ten. Uh Quentin Johnson is going to be around one ten, one Oh nine. There's probably gonna be somebody who takes him earlier. Not me. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Same. But, uh, like there's going to be some other players, some other receivers that are like the the kid from I want to say Texas Tech or Texas A&M, smaller receiver, speedy guy. But uh yeah, um he would definitely be the one I'd want there. And I I made a trade, I traded Chris Olave and I got some pieces back this week and I actually pushed to get Rashad Bateman. The issue was it's a Minnesotan league, like Doug's in it and and he's kind of he co-owns, but it's a heavy populated Minnesota team uh, owners, and uh, they love their Gophers and Minnesota players. So he was a tougher one to acquire, and that's like the only one I haven't. Lawrence I Maroney, the one one back in the day. I I and and uh, Mary Barber, you know, rest in peace. But uh, yeah. like I got him from Izzy mid-season in a deal. I I've been trying to snag him up everywhere I can because he is ultra talented. Just had some bad luck. Yeah. So that wraps us up for our little bit of news here on some players that to keep an eye on uh, as we go forward into the off season. Before we move on to our redraft of the 2020 through 2022 draft class, I want to give a shout out to Trophy Smack. If you haven't already gotten your trophy or your belt for your league, um, A, don't be a slacker. B, get it done. Go on trophysmack.com. Use code DHHRING. So you're going to get a trophy or a belt. You give those to the winner. You can keep the ring for yourself. Maybe give it to the person that scored the highest points. Maybe give it to the second place person. I don't care what you do with it. It's free when you use, use code DHH ring, and that's what matters. Now, not only is there stuff for winners in your league, but everyone loves a loser, a lovable loser, if you will. So, Al, we're going to get you something like a toilet. Um, maybe I'll just go out to Home Depot and just get you a, a toilet seat, uh, and you can hang it around your neck and shame 
from going from first to worst. We can we could just put in on that. I'll, I'll throw twenty dollars in on that. There we go. So so yeah, if you got they're a like they're loser, like fifty bucks, sixty bucks on Trophy Smack. Yeah. So yeah, you could do you go on Trophy Smack, get something for the loser in your league. There's options for everything, and it's all customizable. Customize your belt, customize your trophy, get it set up, and you know if you play football, awesome. That's what we're here to talk about. But if you play basketball, baseball. Fantasy anything. Trophy Smack has got you. So once again, code DHH ring and get you that $60 value ring at the checkout. Thank you very much. All right. Let's get into this draft. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's bring up the. Yeah. Here we go. We're bringing up the draft board. So this is any player from the 2020, 2021, and 2022 class. Non-super flex. No tight end premiums or anything like that. So Kyle Pitts will not be going at 101, Tyler. Not like you that's no anywhere. tight end. Yeah, no. Yeah. We're not doing super flex. We're not doing <laughs> no, tight no end premiums. premiums. So, Tyler, go ahead and kick us off. The last three years, this is the number one player that you're taking. Uh, Justin Jefferson, hands down. I think he's the 101 in startups for non-super flex. So, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson is my pick. I don't really need to go into detail. He's just good. <laughs> now, I have a question for you. If this was super flex... Would you still pick Justin Jefferson 101 or would no, you go in a different no, direction? No, 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 I'm, I'm no, taking no, quarterback. No. I, I'm all Who would you about... take? Oh, no, don't you know? No, no, no. Who would I take? Would Let you take see. Lawrence or Burrow? I think it'd be Burrow. Just he's he's on another level now. Like I said, with his playoffs and he just it, it's almost like Taylor, their, their head coach is like, OK, screw it. I got this quarterback. Let him let him do him. Let him take control of the offense. And it's almost like what they did with Peyton Manning after they realized, like, hey, this dude is super good, knows the offense. I'm getting him full control. And you're kind of seeing that step. And it's it's dangerous. Yeah. And there's I rumors agree. that Higgins could leave. And I won't I won't put I won't put water on that fire yet. But uh yeah, I mean it could happen. You never know. He's due for contract. They gotta pay Burrow soon. They gotta pay Chase after that. It could get a little messy there for Cap. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm up at the 102, and, you know, there's a couple players I'm really considering here, but I think what Tyler did going receiver is the smart play. I've learned in in Dynasty drafts that, you know, going receiver makes more sense than going running back, so I'm not going to take Jonathan Taylor here. Um, You know, obviously coming off a down season, that's fine. I think he'll rebound and be just fine. But Jamar Chase is my 102 right after Justin Jefferson. We've seen Chase. Now, he hasn't had as many explosive plays this year as he did in his rookie year, so that's something to keep an eye on. But we know he's capable of it. He still had a great year, even though he missed some games. So for me, it's Jamar Chase, the second LSU receiver off the board here. Uh, So that's a pretty easy decision for me. So let's move it on to James for the 103. Oh, for the 103? I don't really want to go running back either, guys. And... You know what? I'm gonna do it. It's it's a little early, but I, I will show Darius Tony show love mm-hmm. where it was. First and foremost, I have to put Doug's pick up there. Uh, yeah. And second of all, I will take Eric Wilson. We were just talking about him, and I think that the Jets are going to make eventually make a quarterback move, and Garrett Wilson is gonna go through the roof. And he has already shown in his rookie year what he is capable of. He's a target hog. He's a monster in open space. And I, 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 I'm I, going to put him up there as the wide receiver three. 
I appreciate that because I will come back and take CD Lamb. <laughs> yeah, who, that's an easy one. <laughs> who for me is the next receiver. Um he's not quite with with Chase or Jefferson, but he's he's there. He's he's kind of scratching at the at the door trying to get into that elite tier with those two, but CD Lamb is my pick. It just he took the leap this year that we all waited for. The true year 3 breakout finally happened, not the year 2. We got a year three breakout, a full breakout. So CD Lamb. I like it. I, you know, I'm going to pivot here. Uh, there's four receivers pivot. off the board. There's other receivers that I like, but I am going to invest. In, am going to invest in a young running back here, and it's not Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to shave a couple years off of that that age. Jonathan Taylor going into year four. I really liked what I saw out of Brees Hall this year, mm-hmm. and I think he's only going to get better. I know he's coming off the knee injury. So, you know, 2023, I think it'll be solid, but we may not see the full Brees Hall until 2024. And you know what? I'm okay with that. He's 21 years old. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. So give me Brees Hall here at the 105. I like that. Uh, And I I actually had a question. If Mm. you had Brees Hall, would you trade the 101? Would you trade him to get the 101? To get Bijan? Yes. You know, for me, I'm kind of like I've already I've seen it with Brees Hall at the NFL level. Running backs can bust too. It's not. It's Trent you know, Richardson. There's the, been the plenty of miss. them. Trent Richardson there's, was a can't miss. I don't think Bijan's a miss player. No. I mean, I know everyone loves Bijan, but like, I don't know. I, I've already seen it with Brees Hall. You might even be able to if you were to give up Brees Hall for the one on one. I I, th- I think you'd have to do it straight up, but maybe when draft hype really gets going, because Bre- like Bijan right now is off the chain like he's almost untouchable in in drafts yeah i mean the only thing that's going to make people cool off on that is if he doesn't test well or something comes out from which i doubt because i mean daniel jeremiah all these big time scouts have said like he's a top tier player in this draft and a landing spot could take some people off of him too if he goes somewhere with his with his already an established running back yeah detroit's an option yeah, I, I like the Brees Hall pick, and I think he is the one or two running back in Dynasty right now. Yeah. All right, James, who you got? I went with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I, I think at that point, the 106, uh, that's a good spot. Mm-hmm. 100%. All right. Um, I am up next, and this gets a little tougher. I think there's a tier, but I'm going to go Jalen Waddle. I'm going to stick with the receivers. I really like Jalen Waddle. I hope Tua is okay and can stay, can stay healthy because I think he is a big part of Waddle's success. But, man, what Waddle did year one and then coming into year two, yeah, there's no doubt about it. He's a top-tier receiver. I think he's right there with CeeDee Lamb. I like it. I, you know, I think Waddle is really, really good. I'm looking through here and trying to decide who I'm going to go with next. Who? This is a tough one for me. You know, there's a running back that I like here. There's wide receivers that I like here. You know, I think I'm going to go back to the running back position. You know, in these last three years, rookie this year, got the starting job eventually, looked good. They rushed, you know, they use the use the running back quite a bit in this offense. Let's go Kenneth Walker the third. I'm going to go with Kenny Walker. You know, there's a lot of receivers I like, but if I'm building a team, I guess my thing is like, there's tons of receivers. Like how many really good running backs are there going to be? Um, mm-hmm. 
So I'd go with Ken Walker, who's a top, I think he's a top five dynasty running back right now in ADP and startups. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I did Ken Walker. I like his game a lot. Um, so I think he is a, a really nice pick after Jalen Waddle. So now we're back to James. Oh, man. That was fast. I know, right? We got to be on our toes. Jeez. There's so many players to pick from. All right. I've, I've already put players in my queue. So, oh, yeah. You put you players in your queue. <laughs> oh, you fancy, huh? Are you cooking over there, Tyler? <laughs> um, let me go with Travis Etienne. I, I think he had a great first year of playing. I only, I think he's only going to get better in this offense. Uh, he does have the pass catching ability that we all hoped and saw this season, and he's a beast running through the the middle of the pocket. So I'm I'm going I'm okay with Travis Etienne, even though he got a little chipped up in his first season. And I think they'll use him more in the passing game going forward too. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think that franchise is on the rise. Oh, 100%. All Back right. to Tyler. I'm, I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah, Just I knew because that was I, I think right here is the place where you can feel okay taking him. Um, I heard on a podcast earlier that Kyle Pitts' value was extreme, and I think this year it hit where it should have been before. So, un, you know, where expectations are, I think it's perfect. And I think coming in the next year, his expectations aren't going to be as high. I mean, the offense is still going to be kind of in uh, in a rotation from rebuilding to hopefully succeeding. And Pitts with Ritter slash Carr or whoever they bring in, I think will be good. And he's going to be the focal point. He has to be. Especially Drake London now kind of solidifying his spot. Uh, Pitts, I think, will take the jump. And I hope to God he does. And I hope. And if not, hey, Arthur Smith is gone. That's that's nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. You took Kyle Pitts. There's three players at the same exact position that I want to take here. So it's mm. a matter of like figuring out which one. And I think if I'm doing a, a startup, there's one that has probably the safest floor. And there's one that has the highest ceiling. And me being kind of a floor guy who's, this player does have some big ceiling weeks too. He didn't have as many this, this year as he did last year in his rookie season. Uh, but it's Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, we, Damn it. we talked about like the explosive plays that weren't as plentiful this year. And I think that might've been because of the ankle injury, but his floor is super duper safe. He's going to have 130 targets plus a season, regardless of who the quarterback is in the future, whether it's Jared Goff or somebody else like Amon Ra, love him. I think he's super safe. Six to seven receptions a week. He is going to be the safety blanket on your team um, and then have some huge weeks uh, here and there as well. So I'm going to take Amon Ra St. Brown here. And then we're off to James to finish up the first round. And and finishing up the first round, and I know it's it's not uh, it's not super flex, but I think I'm going to pull the cord here and I'm going to Ooh. go with the franchise quarterback that's going to be around the league for quite some time, and that's Joe Burrow. I dig that. It's not a bad pick. Yeah, I, I think matched pick. up with the with the weapons. And yes, if T. Higgins walks, it's going to hurt a little bit. But I think T. Higgins can be kind of replaced with other uh, free agents around the league. So I'm not I'm not afraid now, for Joe Burrow. I think it continues. If if Quentin Johnson of TCU went to the Bengals in the second round, whew, great replacement for T. Higgins. Say they traded T. Higgins for a late first, early second, and they just replaced them one for one for him. That would be a great spot because, I mean, Burrow would easily be able to do something with him. Uh, but, you know, you went receiver or you went quarterback. I'm going to go back to receiver. I'm going to go 
Devonta Smith. Just thought about it. Another level this well. year. And it helps when your quarterback is MVP caliber. But when you've got uh, – he's almost like the juju that we saw with Antonio Brown. He didn't work as a one, but, man, as a, as a two, perfect. Chef's kiss. He is made for that role. And they they are just so good together. You got this power power forward at receiver, and then you got this silky smooth small forward shooting guard type guy that can just hit from anywhere. Uh, I love the addition with um, A.J. Brown. People thought it would hurt him, but, man. Devonta Smith is a, I think, in my opinion, a top 10 receiver in Dynasty right now. Yeah, and I'm pretty stoked because there was three three receivers I was considering. It was Amon Ra, it was Devonta Smith, and then the third one was my guy, one of yep. my I knew it. most rostered Dynasty players. I can't quit him. I love him, and if he stays with the Bengals, awesome. If he gets moved or goes to another team, that's okay, too, because T. Higgins has an alpha profile, and he can be the guy. I know he was dinged up a little bit this year, and he was inconsistent, but we saw what T. Higgins' ceiling was, and he can take over games and absolutely pop off with an eight-reception, 140-yard, couple-touchdown game easily. He's a beast in the red zone, which you love to see. Super versatile. So, yeah, I'm going to take T. Higgins here. This was a pretty easy one for me. Man, you guys are getting all the easy ones. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, even though he's already uh, 28, what, 38 years old, I'm going to go with Najee Harris here. You could still start off with a start, a startup, having a strong uh, old running back in Najee Harris, even though he's only been in the league for three years or two years, rather. Um, but no, I, I think the, the Steelers are still looking for their Id- identity. And I, I think Najee Harris is going to be a part of that, at least for another two seasons. So. You could start, you could use it, you can use him as a startup running back. Yeah. Even though he was chipped up this year. Uh, Came on strong at the end. Yeah. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I, uh, it's getting tough, tough Mm -hmm. in the waters. (laughs) Um, man, who do I want to go? Uh, Denzel Mims still available. I am going to go Drake London. I'm going to stick with receiver. Um, just I saw flashes. He had a case of the drops a little bit this year. He had some bad ones, had some bad fumbles, but he's still 21 years old, learning the game. The offense is still kind of figuring itself out. And when Ritter came in, he was the offense. I don't know how that's going to change with with Pitts coming in. I don't think that Algier is going to have as successful as a season as he did this year. Just because they're kind of be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna stop the run and we'll we'll let Ritter throw on us and see what happens. But I I'm excited for Drake London's future. He was drafted top ten wide receiver. Usually the hit rate of those guys are very high, and I could see him having a kind of a Mike Evans esque career arc. He'll have an off year where he doesn't score as many touchdowns, and then there'll be years like 15, but his yardage is lower. Like a thousand yards every year if he's Mike Evans, though. Yes, I know. I know. He's not he's not hitting that because he yeah, didn't yeah. hit a thousand. But yeah, I I really like the player. I was with Doug. I had I had my skeptical thoughts because you know, watching the tape before we went Atlanta Atlanta with Atlanta, I was kinda like, nah, I don't know. Like I'm not a big tall receiver type guy. I like those guys that get open. The I've Garrett been burned Wilson's, by him too many times. The Garrett Wilson type. I like those guys. And when I saw Drake Lynn go to Atlanta, my fandom kicked in, and I'm like, okay, I got to take him in at least two to three leagues. Otherwise, I'm going to regret it, especially if he hits. But he showed some really good promise, and uh, I am excited for his future. 
All right, this pick for me, super duper easy. Looking at the players that are available. Clyde Edwards-Solaire. Nope. Uh. It is a running back. This is easy. It's from Andre Stevenson. Damn it. Like, easy peasy. Yeah, you keep sniping me, dog. Damian Harris is a free agent. They've got Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong. Maybe Ty Montgomery. No one cares. Ramondre, the biggest questions around Ramondre was he's never really been a pass catcher. Um, He caught 60 passes this year. They have given him that pass catching role. He's one of the best in-between-the-tackle runners in the NFL, in my opinion. Just a hard-nosed kid. He played through an injury at the end of the season. And you know what? The biggest thing with Ramondre, he only scored, what, four touchdowns this year? He's going to get to double digits next year. I believe that there's going to be positive regression. Ramondre is going to be an RB1 next year and then going forward. So to get him here, I'm in love with Ramondre Stevenson. Slam dunk pick. That, that, uh, man, I I think that's a little early. No, no, no. I don't think so at all. I think the hype on Ramondre, I think Doug's right. And I was going, I had him. You sniped me. You sniped me. He was definitely (laughs) next on my list. So I'm going to have to pivot. But I get it because Ramondre's hype right now is through the roof. They don't really have a great replacement. What do they have? They, they have Pierre Strong, uh, who showed Harris, a, li- a little bit of promise. More than Harris, Pierre Strong really is going to be the pass catcher in that offense. But Ramondre is the guy. And unless they draft somebody, which they may, they and probably will. even if Damian will. Harris came back, Ramondre's... I yeah, don't think they keep Damian it. Harris regardless. I think Ramondre showed enough. Yeah, Pierre and right Strong, now, if Matt you draft Dubai. Ramondre... Right here in the in the top of the second in a startup, I, I mean, with the year you're saying, like it's it's like too early for him. But we're he's only using be three years. He's gonna we're be only twenty five. Yeah, he's gonna have, you, running backs. You only get three or four years out of him anyway. We're only yeah. using three years of uh, intel here. You know, yeah, like we're we're fine. playing best overall at at the most part. Like it's not all one team, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. All right, no, James. But, you're up no, next. but you could flip. You could flip Stevenson. You'd probably get a late first for him if you wanted to. Um, right. I'm going to go with a running back. I'll go with Javante Williams right after that. Um, I know he was injured this year, but there's no Melvin Gordon. It's going to be a new coaching staff once again. Uh, they suck, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, I think Javante Williams can can be an all-purpose back, and that's what we want in. I can't spell his name right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we want in a dynasty running back or a fantasy running back for in general. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Um, for me, I have a couple spots here, but I'm going to dig into the running back and I'm going to go DeAndre Swift. He's kind of that last year for me. Uh, I still believe in the talent. He has his injury issues, yes, but if he gets those those elite touches that we want him to all he needs is 10 carries and six catches and he could be an rb1 he just needs to stay healthy and personally i think that time will come if they draft uh bijan i would not be shocked if they trade deandre swift so for me i'm i'm just hanging out to talent he's still only 23 years old give me deandre swift yeah, I mean, I you know I like Swift, so I dig that pick. You know, I'm looking at the board with players available here, and there there seems to be a player that's maybe sliding a little bit. I think that people would have taken this player over some of these running backs. And as I look at the board, you know, I, I had a player in mind, but I think I'm going to wait and see if I can get them in a few picks here. And the player I'm going to take right now is going to be Chris Olave. Um, you know, th- over over a thousand yards in his rookie season. We don't know what the the future of the quarterback position looks like in New Orleans. 
But I don't. I think it's okay. Olave showed out. He had a really nice rookie year, something to build on. It looks like Michael Thomas is going to be out of the building next year. So, you know, Olave should get peppered with targets. So, yeah, I think Chris Olave, super easy pick for me at this one. I love that pick. Thank you. All right. I'll shake it up a little bit. Um, I will go back to wide receiver as well. I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk. Like that. I don't know how we missed him. Uh, he's definitely a part of the offensive plan. We've seen him time and time again when Devo is in the game. He is still a threat through the air. Uh, and he's always open. His his route running is, is tighter than it's ever been. Uh, he comes in this year. His team's in the playoffs. They rely on him. I think he's going to be there for the future. Uh, he's only, what, 22 years old? 23? No, he's he'll be twenty five, I think, this coming season. Twenty yeah, five. His fourth season coming up. Yep. Yeah. Well, shoot. He's another. <laughs> he's another receiver. I know people have been talking about T. Higgins getting traded, but what about Ayuk being on the move? Because how are they going to pay Kittle, yeah. McCaffrey, Debo? Is he a free agent this year? Trent? No, he is not. No, he has he, he has one more round. year left on he's his. He's a first round pick. So. Yeah. Oh, he is a first round pick. So he's got yep. he's got a year left, and then they could pick up the fifth year option. So, I mean, that's just a name that I wouldn't be shocked if, like, he ended up getting moved because they're going to have to figure something out. Although the NFL's salary cap isn't real anyway. But um, just food for thought on Ayuk. I think he could be an alpha on another team, too. But I love Brandon Ayuk quite a bit. So I, I like that pick, So James. I'm going to go pure upside next pick, and I'm going to go Jameson Williams. Damn. I am super pumped about it. I can't wait to see him fully healthy. I know he didn't get many chances this year, but when he did, whew, that guy can fly mm -hmm. Ooh, man like every time he's on the field is like your eyes were glued to it like okay what is he gonna do and then he's gone like off coverage if you're gonna press him he's so quick he can get off press if you're not pressing him he's just running right past you it's all can golf get him the ball because with guys that fast like tyreek like unless you have pat mahomes like you're gonna be underthrown a little bit but hey it doesn't matter because you're probably like 10 yards away from your corner that you just burn so I am pumped for this pick because I think he's going to eat next year. And uh, I get Amon Ross St. Brown. I, I like him. I'm finally admitting I was wrong. He's a wide receiver one. But why can't you have this guy that can blow the roof off the doors, as Matthew Barry would say. Oh <laughs> and, doors, nice. And uh, just he's got elite speed, and I'm very excited to see that next year. Yeah. I, you know, this pick, my next pick, it's pretty easy for me. There's, you know, there's some running backs I like, some wide receivers, a tight end, but none of them are difference makers at their position. So that's kind of where I'm like, I see one quarterback off the board. It was Joe Burrow. To me, this pick is a slam dunk. It's going to be the man that had the second year breakout who looks like he is that generational quarterback we all God hoped he would be coming out of Clemson. It. It's Trevor freaking Lawrence. I'm going to oh. take him as my cornerstone, cornerstone quarterback here. Um, you know, I think in Superflex in this draft, you can make an argument for him being the 101. Um, I know people love Burrow. I love Burrow, but I think there's people that would take Trevor Lawrence 101 if it was Superflex. So uh, to get him here, I am digging it. it. I've got my QB locked and loaded. I don't need to worry about it. It's done. I thought that I was going to be sniped here, and and my guy is Jalen Hurts. There's no other quarterback in my eyes, and I'm not building a team here. This is just the 212 off the board here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is the guy, and he's going to be the guy going forward for a while. He has the upside of the run. He ran more than anybody else 
that I can think of off the top of my head. And he has weapons around him. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. We don't know what's going on with that, but isn't he like Dallas Goddard's late, I believe. I think he's uh, late in his contract. He's 28, yeah. 28. They just, just signed him. a big deal. They yeah. just re-signed him, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. But the weapons around Jalen Hurts is, are, are perfect for his style of play. He gets the offense. The offense is spinning on all cylinders. We see what they can do. They just destroyed my Giants. <laughs> and you know what? I, I like him as a fantasy quarterback because he was like somewhat of a diamond in the rough. You know, we got him second round in rookie drafts that season. And I can, I can see myself building a franchise and a, and a new dynasty startup definitely with uh, Jalen Hurts as my QB. Yeah, I mean, I like the Hurts pick. I mean, my my biggest concern with, like, Lawrence versus Hurts, because I thought about that, was that, like, how many times have we seen a running quarterback be great after the age of, like, 31, 32? The only thing, the only thing I would say against that is, like, he's not just a running quarterback. No, no, uh, he could definitely have a Russell Wilson trajectory. Like, Russell Wilson. Don't say I mean, that. He had a terrible year. No, I know that. But, like, Russell, you know, as he got older, he didn't run as much. True. Like I, I see a lot of Russell Wilson in Jalen Hurts' game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like Lawrence could be a quarterback for 20 years in the NFL, like and be perfectly fine. So for Hurts, I see the the upside is probably higher in the short term, but I think Lawrence's upside is higher in the long term. So that's my kind of thinking with taking Lawrence over Hurts there. So back to Tyler. Well, you guys are both wrong, and I'm going to the real quarterback, and that's Justin Herbert. I thought you were uh, going to say Trey Lance. I was going to come through the screen and smack you. No, uh, <laughs> Justin Herbert is easily my quarterback in here. Like He's right up there with Joe Burrow. He had an off year this year, and an off year. Throwing, second in the NFL yeah, in passing yards. Second in the NFL in passing yards. And when Mike Williams and Keen Allen are just hurt every other week, it seemed. Uh, yeah, uh, they should fix that offense. They're letting Herbert help pick out the offensive coordinator. And they're targeting the Rams, I want to say quarterback coach. Zach Robinson, I think, is his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, Former Patriot. Yes. So for me, I like that. Like they, They're giving Herbert, and same with Lamar Jackson, they're giving him the kind of the same treatment. Like, hey, you can go out and pick out your OC, who you want to run the offense. So they're giving Herbert kind of the reins and saying, hey, we want you to be happy for the years. So I'm going to go Herbert. I think he's going to bounce back. I would not be shocked if they give him another receiver to throw to a guy that is probably a little speedier. That would be very nice because, hey, what the what was like the average depth of target he had this year? It was ridiculously low. It was terrible. For a guy with a massive arm, like people don't realize his arm is elite. It, it's up there with Josh Allen. He just doesn't get the chance to show it off at, at all. And it, it's stupid. That's why the offensive coordinator was fired. But Herbert, to me, is one of the big elite quarterbacks. And I am very happy to get him. All right, back to me. You know, this player is not even listed from the players that I have available. I saw that too. Are you going to take him? <laughs> I'm going to take him. I, you know, I am, uh, he's not listed, but this run of quarterbacks made me think Justin Fields. Like, why is he not on here? I don't know, but I figured it out. You, now you I picked the him. wrong guy, but there's another one that's not on this list. Did I so. miss it? Oh, is there? <laughs> Who's, oh, man. I missed another one that was on the list. Dang. Don't blame me. I wasn't even going to give you guys the list. Now you guys are that's throwing fine. things no, at I me. I appreciate it. And I'll take Justin Fields here because, you know, we, we saw what he could do with rushing, second most rushing yards from a quarterback. I think he's only going to get better. I think with that team that has a ton of salary cap, a ton of, dra- ton of draft picks. They're going to build around him. Same concerns I have with Hertz, although Hertz is a better quarterback right now, is that Fields rushing, running quarterback, you know, you may only get 
six, seven years, but that's fine because fields can be a QB one in those six or seven years, you know? So I like him for the short term upside, especially in fantasy. So Justin Fields, pretty easy pick here. And now I'm curious as to who the hell I missed that Tyler was going to take, but we'll figure that out later. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, damn it. Now I'm stuck here. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to take. Damn it. Thanks, Hold guys. Hold on. Should we DM James and tell him to pick, even though it's like an eight-hour clock? Come on, James. Hurry up. Come on. <laughs> Do it now. I mean, I Come have on. a couple lined up, but now that you're like, I'm trying to think who are, who's missing on the sheet that uh, <laughs> you guys are, are hee-hee-heeing over. I'm not hee-hee-heeing. I mean, yeah. I, I notice it, but I don't know if it's too early. But I think it. I think we're in the right spot for it. So yeah, I think it's good. I think it's a good spot for him, and I'm gonna take him here. I mean, it's a little bit later, and the guy showed promise over his rookie season, and I think it continues, um, possibly in a newer style of offense. I think they need to build the the offensive lineup just a little bit more and run the ball more with James Cook next season. Very young, very talented. Uh, I know it was Tyler's guy a long time ago back uh, in the beginning of this season, but uh, I'm going to take him here. I'm, I'm impressed. Beginning of the season. <laughs> still my guy. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that you guys don't have on the list. And I do think it's it's a perfect moment for him. And that's Christian Watson. Showed ah. a major, major promise. I mean, the, guys, the guy scored how many touchdowns? Eight in yeah. six weeks or something like that. If Rogers stays, he's the one. He is the guy that Rogers is probably going to trust most. He's going to grow. He, yeah, he's going to be 24, 25, you know, end of the season. He's an older rookie. But the thing that you don't need to worry about is he showed promise and, and produced at that age. So you don't really need to worry about it. Kind of like Cooper Cup. People were, were worried about the age. But, hey, when you produce, it doesn't matter because you're already solidified in an offense. And I think that's what Watson did. He is the one. Lazard by all means i think is gone his press conference he talked about being gone how he's just he's getting the fuck out of there because <laughs> i don't know if he doesn't, yeah he's he's not a fan of green bay apparently i don't know but they're not uh, a fan of him either yeah christian watson i think is the one that you want in this offense and like i said even if it's jordan love or rogers i think he'll be just fine he'll be the main component of that offense all right, I'm going to go receiver here as well. This one's a pretty easy one for me at the position. I think he's the best player available. I would have probably taken over over the last handful of picks, possibly. Well, last I, know couple, I know you're taking. Uh, it's Michael Pittman. You know, he's the number one in Indianapolis. They're going to do something at the quarterback position. And the thing about Michael Pittman, you know, he had a year where he caught over 80 balls. I believe he went over 1,000 yards. And they didn't even use him the way they should have. They weren't taking downfield shots. They were pretty much using him over the middle of the field, short routes, slants which is not Michael Pittman's game. Yes, can he do it? But he is a complete receiver, in my opinion. So Michael Pittman is a great, if you're looking to go buy an alpha type of receiver at a non-alpha type receiver price right now, it's Michael Pittman. I think you could acquire Pittman, like we talked about Bateman with that late first. Like you can get Pittman for that too. And I think Pittman isn't just an awesome player. And I think he hasn't reached his um, ceiling potential because of the way they used him in the offense. And I think next year, we're going to see some positive regression out of Michael Pittman Jr. So pretty easy pick for me here. Back to James. I'm gonna. Th I think I'm gonna shake it up a little bit here. Ooh. Um, and I'm gonna put the first tight end up on the board. And it's gonna be Pat Fryermuth. Second tight end. 
Kyle Pitts went. Kyle Pitts went first. Uh, like I said, first tight end. Uh, <laughs> um, with Pat Fryermuth, um, he's cemented in this offense right out the gate. You know, he showed those Penn. He flexed those Penn State tight end muscles like most do. Um, finished tight end on the year, and I, I think it just continues to be a focal point in the offense. Big target for for Kenny Pickett. And they're just going to keep growing together. Big red zone target as well. I, I why not? I, I think Pat Fryer. I would take Pat Fryermuth over Kyle Pitts any day of the week. I like that pick. I'm going to go back to the running back. You know, I only have one, but I'm going to go J.K. Dobbins. And that was my other pick. I, I was really liked what too. I saw at the end of the year. I, I haven't. I, I have had my worries, but the best thing about this J.K. Dobbins injury and how he came back is it makes me feel so much better about Javante next year. Mm -hmm. So J.K. Dobbins, he said his, what was it, his right leg couldn't keep up, his left leg? His left leg couldn't keep up with his right leg. Yeah, and he still broke off massive runs. And the only issue was he got caught up, too. And you know what? That was Kareem Hunt's issue. But if that's the biggest issue, oh, my God, I couldn't get that touchdown on that 65-yard run. Wow. Like, that's ultra talented, and he's still pretty young. He'll be 23 this coming season, probably going into 24. So I still think he's got about two to three years left. And then, you know, he'll be due for contract. I'm guessing they'll probably just let him walk or something. You know, he's a running back, but I really like what I saw. If you are contending, I think he's a major trade for right now. I like that. I'm going to take a running back from the same exact class just because I don't think I'm going to be able to get him next time I pick. And this is a running back that had zero to no value. And if you went out and traded for him in the beginning of the season when he wasn't with the team and it looks like he wasn't going to play, we didn't know the future of Cam Akers for the uh, for the Rams. And uh, all of a sudden he comes back and he's a league winner at the end of the year, you know, running for 100 yards a game, looking spry and looking like he did post Achilles injury. Um, you know, Cam Akers, I know, and even running well behind that garbage offensive line, I don't think the Rams can't invest in a running back because of salary cap. So I don't think they're going to be players in free agency. Maybe they build through the draft with their probably three draft picks they have. Um, but I think Cam Akers showed the team that he is the guy. And, you know, I know James like Kyron Williams. He didn't do much. Cam Akers was the guy for that offense. So I think Cam Akers getting him here at Dobbins was the guy I would have picked if he made it to me. But a pivot to Cam Akers, not terrible. I'll take it. All right. Well, you know what? I was going to stick with the the 2020 running back theme in the middle of this third round, um, but I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to go with my guy, Wandale. All right. Wandale oh, Robinson. Wandale. He is going to be something special in New York. All right. He is why they, the first guy drafted under the Dable regime. He's going to make it happen um, and it's going to fit. They're going to bring Daniel Jones back for one more year. One dollar is going to pop off. His value is going to go through the roof more so than it already has. And uh, I think he's going to be fine off that injury as well. So we're good. Go one dolly. This is easy for me. I'm going to go Rashad Bateman. Like we yeah. just talked about how we'd get yeah. a late first for him. Yeah. I mean, if I can get him right here, uh, I think it's perfect. Honestly, I should have taken him where Dobbins went, but I will take Rashad Bateman. I still believe he's an alpha. And even if he's not, he could have a Devonta Smith-type role in this offense, especially when they're going to change the OC. See you, Greg Roman. Thank God. I worry about Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews now because, hey, if anybody wants to date back Greg Roman and see what he did with Atlanta, it was all LG Crumpler. <laughs> so 
I uh, I do worry about the tight end position because uh, they are they will finally use the wide receiver position. I think Rashad Bateman is going to eat from that as well as their other drafted rookie they probably draft this year. Mm-hmm. So I I still love Rashad Bateman and give me all of the Bateman. I'm going to take James's favorite player in the NFL here. Had a bit of a you know a second half breakout was solid. It wasn't Cortland Zach Sutton. Moss. No, it wasn't Cortland Sutton doing things for the Denver Broncos. <laughs> it was Jerry freaking Judy who yeah. was doing things for the Denver uh-huh. Broncos. This, I, I, I skipped them. I took him off my list. This this to me is like, yeah, I'm loving the end of this. Like these last he few was, picks, these are yeah, great. Was, Except for one dollar. But like me. Bateman and Judy, like, yeah, give me both of those guys over. I know your homerism is, is siphoning. That was a homer. James. Yeah, I get it. It's fine. This isn't for real, for reals. Um, but, yo, no, give me Jerry Judy. I think he's a great pick here. I think he showed um, that, you know, he has the trust of Russell Wilson. Corlin Sutton, man, ugh, I don't want to talk about him anymore. But Jerry Judy, this is an easy one for me. Corlin Sutton runs like he's 80. He might be 80, actually. <laughs> His knees are 80. Uh, Jerry Judy. All right, we're back to James. He's taken quarterbacks at these last he has, two, two he ends has of these to rounds. T- he has to take Zach Moss. Yes. No, but I am going to go with another running back. Uh, and it's going to be a not so much of a surprise, but someone that we we really didn't think about or talk about too much. And that's Khalil Herbert. You know, David Montgomery's contract is up this year, and we don't know if they're going to re-sign him. Khalil Herbert has been very, very quick on his feet when he's on the field. He went over almost 800 yards this season and only played in, what, like eight to nine games. Even with Justin Fields running the ball, I think he's going to be a complimentary piece to that running game and the short passing attack. Uh, it should open things up for Justin Fields a little bit and relieve some needed pressure off of the the man that gets sacked more than anybody else in the league. So, yeah, Khalil Herbert. Man, you guys are just leaving the juicy apples for that's the picking. Good, that's a good one here. I, I think uh, I know who you're taking. George Pickens. Okay. Easy, easy pickings. That for wasn't me. Doug's pick. <laughs> so when you no. get 801 yards on an offense that wasn't really throwing the ball down the field, because the offense coordinator sucks, but hey, hey, he's back. Everybody, Matt Cannon is back. I don't know why, but that's Ugh. Steelers' way, right? Uh, but he went 52 for 804, and that is nothing to sneeze at. The only issue with George Pickens is he's got a little bit of attitude problem. His personality, but we knew that coming in. Hey, you know who else said T.O.? T.O. had a personality problem. He's just passionate. Hey, like, yeah, he's passionate. Yeah. It, 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 I don't get where this whole entire attitude divaness problem comes from. As long as he's putting in the work and he's producing, I'm all about that. I think he's going to take a massive leap forward. I thought about some other you know, wide receivers from this class because they are very good. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pickens was the one that I think has the biggest upside in at this pick. If the, I was building this team, yeah, I'm I'm shooting for upside. Yeah, a good segue because I want to take a wide receiver from this class as well. There's a running back that I liked here, but you know when it comes to the running back or wide receiver, and I have them valued equally, I'm usually going to take a wide receiver. Yeah. And you know this guy, there's not many other targets on the team, and we don't know what the quarterback's going to look like there either. But what I saw from Traylon Burks when he was on the field, especially because there was a lot of players like, oh, he's raw, like I don't like him, he doesn't know how to run routes. But you know what? He has an inhaler. He has an inhaler. Oh, yeah. There was that whole narrative. Um, But I I think for Traylon Burks, when he was healthy, I thought he played really well in his rookie season. He showed that he can make plays. He can be a game breaker. He can make big plays. And that's what we saw on tape with him in college. And, you know, it started to translate in the NFL. So I love seeing that. So uh, Traylon Burks here. uh, Love it. 
Easy. Hmm. That, was, that was who I was deciding between because I admit, uh, Traylon Burks, I I was skeptical about, and uh, I thought he showed some major promise. He looked like he was putting in work, working on routes. But with that offense, you don't need to know many routes. <laughs> so that's very for true. me, yeah. for me, uh, I liked what I saw. So that's a great pick. And if this is telling, go out and send some offers for Traylon Burks. Uh huh. I don't trust him. I really don't. I mean, they—he's a first-round draft pick. They're going to get a new quarterback. Why not? He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Robert Woods ain't coming back. Yeah, he, he looked dead decrepit. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a redwood. Fossil, fossilized wood. Yeah. Sequoia. He couldn't move. Um, man, now I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place, and I don't know who I want to take. Getting towards the. I know who you should take, but I'm not going to say anything. There's like five players that I would there love is. to take here. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know who I want to take. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, let me take. Uh, I'll take Elijah Moore. There's nothing wrong with him. There's I like Elijah. Not. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with him. All right. Um, I don't remember who Doug took. Perfect. I will I go. Ne- Burks. I will Thanks. go next, and I'm gonna go with Jahan Dotson. Uh, yeah. Seven touchdowns. Yeah. Thank you. Please. He's gonna have a Howell at quarterback <laughs> next year. Uh, that's a huge upgrade in my opinion because Howell, if you looked at him at North Carolina, loved to spread the ball around. He's a guy. He's a distributor. I think he's gonna be what we all want a Baker Mayfield to be. So uh, Sam Howell is going to lift. The uh, Jahan Dotson up even more, even though he scored seven touchdowns. Watch that yardage bump up because positive regression will come with that. You score seven touchdowns, they're only getting 523 yards. Yeah, that's going up. This offense should look better. They did get rid of uh, what's his name, the offensive coordinator. Yes, um, yes, uh, his dad coached certain, and I think, yeah, you guys know, right. I know football. Uh, yeah, sure. so John Dotson, <laughs> uh, for me, is a easy pick here. Super young, ultra-talented. First-round pick wide receiver in the NFL draft. So, Yeah, I've got three players here that I want to take. I just don't... Hmm. There's one I just don't like rostering. And we've talked about it before, and I don't know that I'd want him on my team just because he's so super inconsistent. So I want to say forget him. Yeah, Maybe, that's probably I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you guys take him. James, I'll give you that one. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think I'm going to take. Does it rhyme with laid Bavis? No, it's a, it's a, it's between two running backs. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'll take Damian, I'll take Damian Pierce. I think he's, you know, I think he's the early down guy in Houston. Is he? he <laughs> I, I think going forward, they need a pass catching running back. And so this class has got some, some good ones. There's rumors Bijan could stay in state with that number 12 pick that they have. Hmm. Well, then that would sink Damian Pierce. Yeah. So, but you know, but I'm as still, of right now, I mean, it makes sense. As of right now, I'll take him. You know, th- he think he hit a thousand yards in his rookie season. He played better than I thought he would. So I'll take Damian Pierce over AJ Dillon. Sure. <laughs> sure. All right, James, let's see how fast you can make this pick. I'm going to go with Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. I think he looks, it's gonna, I, he looks good. I, I'm just going to. I'm just going to. It's, like, it's the battle of replace, replaceable running backs. Pierce versus Pacheco. <laughs> I, I think Pacheco is, is going to be a part of this offense moving forward. I mean, we've already seen what he can do. He, he 
pretty much stepped over CEH and said, that's my job. Jarek McKinnon, we talked about him last week. You know, Jarek McKinnon, we don't know how long he will be there. Um, obviously, they would probably add another pass catcher. But with that Patrick Mahomes offense and the electricity that runs through that team, it, it's it's just a, a no-brainer. Pacheco will have goal line stances where he could just punch it in the end zone. And he has that breakout ability to, to break open in the middle of the field and take it down 20, 30 yards. So, yeah, Isaiah Pacheco, what, a seventh-round pick? Give me Pacheco. Still weird to see a running back wearing number 10. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Um, with the, So this is, if you are in a non-superflex league, this is kind of where you look at it and you go, give me starting, startable players mm-hmm. that can make a difference. And if healthy, if his head's right, will make a difference, and that's Tua. So I'm going to go Tua with this next pick. Uh, yeah, he had an outstanding year. The offense worked very well with him, but man, he puts himself in terrible, terrible spots with how he slides or doesn't slide. And it's just, he's got to learn to slide better. And otherwise he's going to be out of the league within a year or two. That's the issue. There's another quarterback. I was was thinking Yeah, it's a risky pick, but at this spot, if you are looking at it and you're like, okay, I need a backup quarterback that if my starter gets hurt, hey, here we are sitting with Tua and and give me that promise. Uh, say, you know, we are drafting a team. I have Herbert as my one, Tua as my two. That's a great combination to have because, I, I mean, if Tua is healthy, he's a, he's a perfect trade piece. You can go ahead and trade him, flip him. But, yeah, I, I hope he's healthy because this offense is so good with him in. And it struggles with him out. But, uh, yeah, he just needs to fix his game a little bit so he keeps his head above ground. All right. I'm going to take the player I didn't want to take because I feel like he's the best player available at this point. He's tied to Josh Allen. He's going to have some boom weeks. He's a perfect wide receiver four on your rosters. Labe Smavish. It's going to be Gabriel Davis. Gabe Gabus. Dave Gabus <laughs> G- off yeah, the board. <laughs> Dave Gabus. That's what give we him, Give him to me. I regretfully take... Gabriel Davis. He is a he's a prime candidate. Like this past offseason, you know, after the playoff game, he would be very high on this list. And now there's talks that Buffalo could look to replace him in the draft. They could look to draft uh the what's it, Jalen Hyatt, I think his name is from Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. They could draft him a, a speed. They need some speed. They yeah. do need some speed. And then uh hopefully, hopefully they let uh, Khalil Shakir eat in the slot because, uh, yeah, they need they need some youth on that slot position. Cole Beasley, come on. All right, I'm going to make this one uh, quick and easy. He's a backup, maybe not, much, maybe more of a one B, and that's AJ Dillon. Yeah, we haven't talked about AJ Dillon too much. Uh, we AJ know Dian. that Dian. We, we know that Aaron Jones is going to be there no matter what, but we have seen contracts disappear overnight looks like but no aj dylan evolved with the passing game more this season um more touchdowns more running more opportunity in general and i think it continues into next year and yeah it was like a third round pick or something like that so yeah aj dylan all right tyler back to you okay 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 cool, 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 cool. all right i'm gonna go with a tight end because this is kind of where you look at tight end Mm-hmm. And I got three that I really want. Now, do I want upside, extreme upside? Do I want safety, or do I want touchdown upside? That's the issue. 
for me, I'm going to go upside. And I'm going to go Greg Dolchich. Uh, James's guy. He showed the most upside. Uh, there, was a sp- there was a time in UDPL where I was starting him because uh, in the tight end premium, I know this isn't it. He just, he, he was safe, five for 60. I mean, that's what you're getting. But hey, at tight end, that's perfect. That's that's what you need. If you're getting 10 points from your tight end in a non-tight end premium, you're good. That's golden. And if they score a touchdown, woo. Hold on to your seats. You are living the dream because tight end position sucks. So I'm going to go upside here with Greg Dolchitz. He is tied to Russell Wilson for, it seems like, 17 years. So I think they can grow some chemistry together. And the hair? More hair? Yeah, I dig that. I'm going to take a running back here, his rookie year. We don't know the future of Leonard Fournette in Tampa Bay. Um, no, this is my opinion. They, they could blow that team up completely, but I know who's going to be there still, and I think he could be the starter there. He showed that he could be great in the pass-catching role. I know Tyler didn't like him in the draft process too upright, but I liked really liked what I saw out of Rashad White. So to get him this late with potential to be an RB1 on his team, yeah, I can't pass that up, and I liked what I saw on film. So give me Rashad White, and now James is going to wrap us up. I, I do want to say something with that. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay might suck for like a year or two. They need to go back to the creams the creamsicle jerseys because mm. they were terrible. The swashbuckler logo when they knife in his mouth. Swashbuckler. When they wore that when I wore that jersey, they were absolutely terrible. So maybe wear that for a couple of years, then come back to the good jerseys. All right, I'm torn between two players here and one's a tight end and he very well could be the future in the NFL, very good, Cole Komet and but, you know, it's the end of the round, and I'm going to make sure that I take the last quarterback with still high value. I just got an offer in a league for for Trey Lance, and it wasn't enough for me. It what was the offer? I, Call it out. I, I believe it was a second. No, it was. Yeah, it was a, a late and, second. And nope. Matthew Stafford. I said, nope. no way. No way. It was no. a crappy offer. That's why. So my question is, because I was thinking the same thing. My question is, Kenny Pickett or Trey Lance? You going to go with the known? You've got Kenny Pickett who could grow or Trey Ooh. Lance, who's got major upside, but the team might not commit to him with Purdy, you know, looking like he's going to win. I don't think they're going to commit to Purdy, even if he wins a, su- they a Super Bowl. Back and, uh, yeah, Jimmy G they, might they be never back committed, next week. They never committed to Trey Lance. What makes you think they're going to commit to Brock Purdy? True story. Like, hmm. honestly, I mean, Lance G, was the third overall pick. Like, I mean, with that, like with that be being said, yeah, you know what? You could persuade me. I could, I could possibly take – Kenny Pickett. I don't think Kenny Pickett's running up, rushing upside is as big as Trey Lance's, oh, but gosh. Trey Lance can't stay on the field right now. So, uh, no pressure or anything. Yeah, give me Trey Lance. I still think it's going to happen. Major upside. I mean, Trey Lance could be Colin Kaepernick. He could be, he'd be that type of player. I don't think his throwing is there yet because, you know, he hasn't thrown a football in what seems like four years. Could but, he don't be, have to, could, I don't think could, he has to be the thrower oh, that I agree. You could know, he be like, next year's Justin Fields? Yeah, easily. Yeah, and, sure. and, Shan- and Shanahan just needs to take his head out of his ass and just commit to him. But you know what? Kyle Shanahan doesn't do that. I mean, how can you how could you blame him for not committing? I mean, he's not he's all banged up. Like that's that's the whole thing. It's they haven't seen enough. It's faith in a young quarterback. Like a young the best ability is availability. So the, the a young quarterback like that, you want didn't Kyle Shanahan trust. want Mac Jones in the first place? Rumors. 
Yeah, rumors. I mean, now we're all sees, true. Now we <laughs> see him in with the Patriots, and he's like, he's like, oh, oh man, hey, Mac Jones is making a comeback next year. Give me Bailey Zappi. Bill O'Brien's coming in to be the OC. But, they're gonna, they're gonna get it going. But I, my my point with that is, I think Pickett is still very undervalued, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. and I think he could take that that step to where Joe Burrow was his rookie year. So if the offensive coordinator Matt Canada can just get fired or be better, yeah, it's but I mean, if you look at tape from Matt Canada's offensive scheme, they have high school level style offensive scheme. It's, not it's good. bad. Yeah. It's bad, and it's basic routes, and and uh, when you guys got you know, and they that's play reason, in the division with with tough cornerbacks and tough safeties, that's, and, that's the reason why Pickens got uh, Pickens got in trouble because he yelled at the offense coordinator and said it was trash. It was a trash offense. <laughs> so I mean, people were saying like, "Oh, Pickens is a he's a bad boy." No, he was just speaking what we all see. <laughs> so. 100%. All right, that is going to wrap up our redraft of the 2020, 2021, and 2022 draft classes. A nice, fun exercise. Many things to debate in that one. Uh, but that was a lot of fun to do, and uh, I feel solid in my picks. I feel really good about it. Not that it's a real draft how or many, anything, but, you know. I mean, the first three picks in Superflex would be quarterbacks easily, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it would be some combination of Burrow, Lawrence, Herbert, I would think, and maybe Hurts. Yeah. Yep. And Fields would be in the first round too, I bet. Um, yeah. Superflex just changes everything. We all know that. Like we do Superflex startups. We do yeah, I think the, first the quarterbacks five, go flying off the board. The first five would be quarterback, and then the, probably the top two wide receivers, just like we saw here. Yeah, hundred percent. So I want to give a shout out to our sponsors this week, Manscaped, as well as Trophy Smack. Little shout out to Underdog too. If you're done with the fantasy season, there's still some football to be played. You can I'm playing still- it. You can still do underdog right through the Super Bowl. It's a lot of fun. Prop bets galore. If you want to bet on other sports as well, whether it's baseball, uh, when it comes back, basketball, hockey, they have it all in underdog. Lots of fun, different ways to play DFS. So make sure you check that out. Use code DHH and they'll match up to $100. So if you only got 25 to put in, that's fine. They'll match 25 and then you'll have 50 bucks that you can play around with. Um, yeah, so check out underdog today. And while you're at it, go check out dynastynerds.com. They've got a lot of cool stuff going on. Our buddy Rich runs a great website. they got podcast, film room, all sorts of awesome stuff. Extra Nerd Herd episode when you subscribe and you can use code DHH for that as well. And then if you're in the hankering for some new apparel, check out Viridian Global. If you're looking for a hat, a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, all that stuff, you can search Dynasty Happy Hour. Find all of our wares there. And please make a purchase. Drop a like. Subscribe on YouTube as well if you watch there. We've got all sorts of fun stuff going on. But that's going to wrap us up this week on Dynasty Happy Hour. For Tyler, for James, I'm your host, Doug. We will see you next week.